I'm not sure that in our busyness, our distractedness, our focus on the cares of life, as the scripture says, our dissipation and even our sinful drunkenness, I'm not sure that in all of these things we reflect an awful lot on our disciple journey in those terms. You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, uh, Paul says to us from Philippians, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. It's amazing. The church and her assigned readings can't, can't, can't even wait for Advent to start. Today in the readings we already begin to talk about the tumultuousness of our times now and the future time of the coming of the Lord, which is really the topic of of Advent, but the church anticipates it. The call to discipleship is a call through today and tomorrow right up to the day of Christ, to journey through today and tomorrow right up to the day of Christ in and along a very particular way, the way of Jesus Christ. And what Jesus tells us today is that the disciples' journey requires both alertness and awareness to the world around us each day and preparedness for the final day, whether that be our last breath here on earth or that final day of the Lord when Jesus returns to claim and renew his creation. I'm not sure that in our busyness, our distractedness, our focus on the cares of life, as the scripture says, our dissipation and even our sinful drunkenness, I'm not sure that in all of these things we reflect an awful lot on our disciple journey in those terms. Awareness of the world around us in its events and signs, as well as long-term preparedness for God's fulfillment of his promise. I'm not sure we do. And what's my first clue to our cluelessness to the ramifications of disciple life for both the short and the long term. It's my experience. My experience with harsh and disastrous circumstances in everyday life and our lack of interest or our inability to be aware and to be prepared. You know, um, 
typically for these trips out to parishes to save the church money and because I don't want to put a lot of miles on my beautiful F-150 pickup truck, I rent vehicles to travel as the dean of the Atlantic Mission Region. I rent from Enterprise Car Rental in Summers Point, New Jersey, where I'm a recognized regular customer. A couple times a month I'm renting cars. I went to rent one a few months ago for a weekend trip to a church only to have them tell me when I walked in that they have no cars available. I've never had that experience. Incredulous, I said, why? Why, I asked, since it wasn't the high tourist season, it wasn't a holiday weekend or anything, and they responded that that week they had rented 350 vehicles, a record, to residents of the nearby islands, like Ocean City, where I live, Sea Isle City, Avalon, Stone Harbor, renting them to regular residents of these islands whose personal vehicles had been waterlogged in the coastal flooding that week from what was a typical nor'easter storm. We get them all the time. We had been warned days ahead. We had been alerted well ahead about the flooding and regular residents like myself are used to this and should know when to move our precious vehicles to higher ground or off the island. So I was just stunned at the lack of awareness and alertness. How could regular island dwellers not be alert and aware of the signs and the warnings? But they were, and they paid a price for it. Lots of rental cars. Preparedness. Hurricane Sandy in October 2012 devastated all of us along our beautiful coast, mostly because since we had not had a direct hurricane hit since 1944, we were complacent and we were simply unprepared. A mere seven years down the line from that storm, and after the onerous burden of rebuilding our lives and our homes post-Sandy, I still sit on task forces and service groups for preparedness. And most of our meetings we spend lamenting how difficult it is even now to recruit churches and, 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 and officials and individuals to work on preparedness for the next storm, not if, when the next storm comes. We fell quickly right back into our old habit of ignoring preparedness in the face of the unknown. It's the human condition. Jesus, in the face of that human syndrome, speaks to us today. He directs his warnings and counsel to those disciples and us disciples in Luke chapter 21. Jesus' followers that day were like awestruck tourists, it would seem, wandering about the, the beautiful temple in Jerusalem. As the gospel says, how it was adorned with noble stones and, and offerings. It was built to represent the magnificent, awesome presence of God among the people of Israel. And the descriptions, if you read them, are testimony to the glory of the temple. Now, in the midst of this awe, Jesus, as he is wont to do, engages in a bit of balloon bursting, as he says, and as 
For these things that you see, the days will come when there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Wow. His followers had to be incredulous, saying to themselves, impossible, could never happen. How can we frame this? Well, think of this. Think in these terms. Had someone told you and me a week before 9-11 that by that time the next week the two towering temples to finance in our lives, the World Trade Centers, would be reduced to smoldering and dusty rubble. You would have thought, impossible, couldn't happen. And so then his disciples that day, like children on a long trip, anxiously asking, are we there yet? The disciples' attention turns instantly to time and timing of all of this. Teacher, when will all of these things be? And what will be the signs when these things are about to take place? And here we have Jesus' first counsel to disciples who live like you and me in uncertainty and the lack of control before the great cataclysmic events and circumstances of life, both personally and about us in the larger world. And his counsel is this, essentially, live in the moment and be alert to what is going on around you, avoiding distraction and dissipation and, and, and a needless anxiety over the cares of the world. And definitely avoid the false prophets who will come to give false paths to the future. Be attentive to your life now in Christ. The true disciple of Jesus lives in the moment aware of all that transpire, transpires around and before him or her, but focused on Jesus and his word, which he assures us will never, ever pass away. The authentic word of God and testing these prophets who come along, testing the fly-by-night prophets and gurus against the true promise of God, trusting that the future is in the hands of of that trustworthy God. And Jesus further depicts the challenges the disciples will encounter, how bad it can get. He says, wars and tumults will occur, nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, great earthquakes, famines and pestilence. Sound familiar? It does to me. It's where I live every single day as a disciple of Jesus. Missiles are being hurled back and forth in the Mideast. We live again in some fear of nuclear weapons in the hands of new despots. Uprising in Hong Kong. Terror abroad and sadly close to home every single day. Tumult and instability in our political system and our political parties almost gleefully outlined daily in the media. Jesus assures us that in the face of these ominous signs, the end will not be at once. Stop worrying. And Jesus further predicts that the personal suffering 
of those of us who follow him as the false prophets lay hands on us and persecute us, delivering us up to be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. That will be our experience. You're going to pray. You've been praying all month and this Saturday pray earnestly for seriously persecuted churches around the world who suffer more than we do. And he tells us to live fearlessly in the moment. Not even worrying about our defense if we're called upon to defend our faith or bearing witness to him because he will give us the words in the power of his spirit. He says, settle it therefore in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer for I will give you a mouth and I will give you wisdom which none, not one of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. What a promise. And so essentially, what is the role of the disciple of Jesus in the face of the vagaries and the pain of the world around us and living with a vision of the day of Christ? It is, my friends, simply stated to stand fast in the promised victory of God in Jesus over the forces of evil. In the words of the psalmist today, which we prayed, with his right hand and his holy arm has he won for himself victory. And then, the Lord has made known his victory, his righteousness has he openly shown in the sight of the nations. We said it, we said it, sang it in the hymn that we started the service with this morning. Till he comes or calls me home, I'll stand fast in Christ alone. We the church whom God has made righteous in the blood of Jesus, we are the recipients and we are the witnesses to his overpowering righteousness against every falsehood and every evil that the world might concoct around us. And we spread and we proclaim that power of righteousness in our words and in our service to the yearning and to the thirsting and the suffering world in which we dwell as we walk toward that unknown day of Jesus coming again, focused on his kingdom unfolding every day as we bring that service and proclamation. We stand firm because we need to have no fear as Jesus proclaimed, not a hair of your head will perish and by your endurance you will gain your lives. And the means of that safety and endurance are found in Paul's prayer in the Philippians letter today. That your love, love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment. That as humble servants to each other and to the world around us in suffering, we heal, we wash feet, we deliver the word of truth, we dispel confusion, that we be faithful to the disciples' call, not worrying about the time or timing, just stand and do your mission. And that we be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. 
stand, settle in, do your mission. My dear friends, as the cataclysmic and catastrophic events and disasters of the world which we cannot control explode around us and within us, we disciples simply stand firm and steady in the promise and the righteousness of Jesus not terrified by what goes on around us, nor trying to interpret the events as signs, nor looking for control over time, but simply serving in word and in works, serving the servant King Jesus, confident, as Paul also says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Even more simply put, live each day, live each moment one at a time, confident of the power and purpose of God's plan for the world and for each of us. And love, love in word and work each moment, confident that today, tomorrow, every future moment, are in His gracious hands. That is how a disciple is both alert and prepared in God's good time, not our time, God's good time, no matter his or her circumstances or the circumstances around us. Praise God for His presence to each of us as we walk our journey each day to that final day. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my life.